Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You there, Shelly? What are we hearing in the background? That would be uh, former President Trump. Oh, where, where, is, where is he on? You listening to him on someplace? Where is he right now? It was it was a video on his uh, son's Facebook page. Oh, okay. Um, and he was, t- uh, President Trump was talking about how his feelings towards what's happening over in Afghanistan. It's Friday. Let's address that. Normally we try to have more fun on Friday, try to not get so serious on Friday, try to get really weird and wacky and put a smile on your face. But obviously yesterday, terrible thing happened in Afghanistan. Um, what is it, 13? Uh, unfortunately, is, is is that the final count now? I, I, I God, that's a terrible thing to say. Because, um, you know, the count kept going up of, of our service men and women. I don't know if any women were killed, but I, I will say service men and women who were killed, killed yesterday in Afghanistan. Um, we go, I guess the, the crazy thing is, you go, what was it, a year and a half and not lose one single solitary service person in Afghanistan, and then in like in the blink of an eye, you have multiple casualties. And uh, to me, it's very sad. I mean, I I will never understand. Um, I guess that's part of our problem. And and you know, think about how this country won independence. And I've always felt this way in the respect that remember the British lined up in lines and they marched toward the rebels, the American revolutionaries, and the American revolutionaries hid behind rocks, and they were like, none of them had uniforms, because there wasn't a uniform. They were just dressed in whatever clothes they had. They hid behind rocks, and they eventually beat the British. What did we lose from that lesson? That we sort of line up in line, and we have these nice uniforms, and we have some cretin who puts uh, a, a suicide vest on and blows himself up and kills what, 60, 70, 80 people? Bang, and blink, blink of an eye. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand it either. I mean, and to the point where now it comes out that, well, this isn't the Taliban. This is a group that hates the Taliban. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> you need a scorecard to keep track of. And it's ISIS-K. It's not just ISIS. It's ISIS-K. Okay, this is like saying, you know, Pepsi and Pepsi Light. You know, uh, it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, quite honestly, they're the same kind of people, but they're different ideology, and it's just sort of crazy. Um, on one positive thing, yesterday I heard an interview. We talked about this, I guess, last week or maybe earlier this week about how all this is being coordinated right here in the St. Louis area, right across the river at Scott Air Force Base. And the Military Airlift Command, every single one of these landings, takeoffs, refuelings, uh, maintenance and all these, uh, you know, the, the planes going in the C-15 or C-17s, all the maintenance uh, is, you know, everything's been coordinated out of Scott Air Force Base. So we are, this area is right. And, you know, so many people don't realize how important Scott Air Force Base is to the world. They really don't. To the My world. My cell is a reservist there. Right, right, right. And he gets it. I mean, because, I mean, yes. I remember they haven't had it in a while, but they had, I mean, if you try to get on that base normally, you can't. Nowadays, well, I guess you can. Well, I don't know if you can anymore or not. It's probably under lockdown again now. But, um, you know, I remember one day, <laughs> I normally don't get lost, but I was going over to 
uh, Mid-America Airport, and I ended up going the wrong way, and I ended up going to the main gate at Scott Air Force Base. And I go, eh, you know, I just go through and turn around. Not the best decision on my part. No. Mm-mm. Because they pulled me over. They had me go through the gate. They pulled me over. They interrogated me. They essentially did a cursory survey of my of, of inspection of my vehicle I was driving, uh, asked me 14 million questions, asked me, you know, show me ID, like every kind of ID. They wanted, you know, take a blood sample and the whole bit. Uh, anyway, the interesting thing was that when they had their, their, I don't know if they call it open houses, you could just walk over there. I mean, go over there and walk onto the tarmac and walk into the hangars and walk around, something you never could do. And I've done it two or three times. I took my, my two youngest sons over there. And what an amazing place. And what and you don't realize how big these aircraft are till you stand next to one. You know, the big transport aircraft, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the C-141s, the C-17s, uh, you know, all this, all that kind of thing. And, all the Cs. Right, right, right. And... um it's just, just to me, I don't know how people do it. My dad was in the Army for 40 years, uh, three years, uh, actually close to four years in World War II, um, combat veteran, three bronze stars, the whole bit, retired as a captain, um, you know, and, and, and he was in the reserves. And even though he was in the reserves, I remember he almost got called up a couple. Matter of fact, he did get called up a couple times when I was a young guy. He ended up in Detroit. I think I told you that. He ended up in Detroit when they had the riots up in Detroit back, I guess it would have been late 60s or stuff like that. And um, he talked about they didn't have any place to put him, so they rented an entire hotel room in downtown uh, Detroit. And he said the windows, the you know, the sills of the windows were about two feet off the ground, and his commanding officer told him they were supposed to sleep on the floor. That way they wouldn't be shot with bullets coming through the windows at night. Because it was pretty Alrighty nasty. Alrighty then. Yeah, I mean, how's that? You sleep. Sleep on, tight. Sleep, Don't let the bed bugs bite. Right, sleep <laughs> on the floor so that the bullets coming through the windows. You know, it was an older hotel building that had like you know brick or something like that, and you know the windowsill. Because you know a lot of hotel rooms now have like floor to ceiling glass. You know what I mean? Like it's just like panoramic kind of view. Kind of, some of them have like you know low patios or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I remember him telling me, "Well, we slept on the floor because they didn't want us to get shot." Well, that's nice. So good of them. Anyway, I, I think it's sad. Uh, anybody who's in the service uh, reserves, your son-in-law, because even though he's not full-time at any point in time, if the excrement hit the rotary, rotary oscillator, as, did I get that right? The feces contacts the rotary oscillator, yes. I was close. Uh, your son-in-law could be on a plane somewhere because he's in the Air Force Reserve. He can be on a plane headed somewhere around the country, around the world, right? That's true. Okay. That's true. He's He's been to Iraq. He's never been to Afghanistan. Um, you know, I tell you what, it's just, it just, yesterday when I heard that, I thought to myself, when I've heard the initial reports, I thought to myself, this is not going to be good. And The I, worst of humanity. Right. Indeed. And, and two of them, and then afterwards, gunfire, you know, so they had the whole thing. And once again, I mean, imagine, that's just our different culture. Imagine if... Somebody in the military, sergeant, say, okay, Private Smith, put on this suicide vest and go over there and blow yourself up. We just don't do that stuff. You know what I mean? And maybe that's wrong of us. Maybe we should fight fire with fire, you know? No, we should not, Brad. Well, Stop you know, it. What they always say, they say, you know, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to, uh, you know, anyway, we'll leave it at that. Um, Moving on. 
621 is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. We are on three stations, the TrimalCast, 104.5 KSOQ, AM 1350 Crap, and 107.1 Westplex 107.1. We apologize. We had some dead air yesterday. We had uh, a storm rolled through, screwed up one of our computers, got it fixed last night. Uh, Boy, that transmitter side is dark at night, too. Let me tell you. I bet it is. (laughs) And no bathroom, which is probably one of the worst situations. Anyway. You know what you do when you don't have a bathroom, don't you? Yeah, you get in your car and you drive to the nearest Quickie Mart. That's 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 one way of doing it. <laughs> that's one way of doing it. Oh, look, six twenty-two. Oh no, it's no. We can't go. It's I. We're not. What were you? Does that make you uncomfortable that I talk about that? Huh? Does that make you uncomfortable that I talk about that? What about bodily fluids? <laughs> no, there. I didn't not say a anything. conversation. I just say there was there wasn't uh, there wasn't a um, a um, rest facility. Okay, couple things so on my. So you shake the dew off your lily. You're good. It's dark. <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. Move on. Thanks for that verbal verbal picture. Okay, couple... I'm the one. That, me? You're the one that was talking about it. You went a little bit too far, shall we say? Okay, couple things to talk about this morning. <laughs> um, rem- I found I found something fascinating. Remember the other day I found this the, this guy on YouTube, Mr. Beast. And by the way, if you look yes. for him, Mr. Beast is all one word. It's capital M. I don't know if this makes any difference, but at least this is the way it's 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 stylistically put. It's the capital M, small R, and then no period and no space, and then capital B. So it's you know capital M, small R, capital B E A S T. Mr. Beast. I found the most fascinating thing that he's doing. And there's a what? place here in St. Charles. What? Well, we'll talk about it later. It's something that I'm thinking to myself, okay. I, I First off, what he's doing to me is absolutely positively fascinating. Because what he's doing is, uh, if you don't know the whole story of Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast is this young guy. He's 21, 22 years old. His real name is something Donaldson. I think Jim Donaldson or something like that. I don't know where Mr. Beast came up with. And he's truly a U2 star. he's 20 or 21. Yeah, and he's, and he's multimillionaire right now. And he has like 68, 69 million uh, viewers on YouTube. It's not unusual for some of his, just one video to do close to 100 million views. As a matter of fact, there's a couple of them in there. That I think they're like 75, 85 million views. Uh, huh. How cute is that? He's got a staff of 30 people. He does these and videos. And he's here in St. Louis? No, no. He's down in Texas somewhere. I think he's down in Dallas. Oh, And, and, but what he's done is he's done something very interesting and he is becoming, shall we say, he's shaking up the restaurant business and uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, I'll give you that little hint. And then, and then the other things, the other thing is, um, the FCC, which is sort of interesting, the FCC and FEMA are started going back and forth. And we just recently had our, our test again we i think we had this every other year now to test the emergency alert system okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay it's actually the, it's called the ean emergency alert notification and they're considering renaming it but they're considering making it repetitive so that like let's say there's a thunderstorm warning that comes out and we have those on our station all the time there's you know the weather bureau comes on and, and warns us you know you don't you know, and the guy comes on. This, yes, this is a. We know that sound well. This is a warning. So it'll be like an ATIS. No, what they want to do is they want to make it repetitive, so that once they they issue it, it just keeps repeating for like a half an hour. So in other words, if we're playing music and all of a sudden they issue a, you know a thunderstorm warning, and it's forty seconds long, 
it just loops around and goes on for a half an hour. And just for half an hour, it just is there. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and going. What do you think about that? Um... Because so the, it would preempt our music? Well, yeah. In other words, what happens right now, it's automatically, with our station, automatically takes over the radio station. If I'm on the air, and this has happened to me on several occasions, so I'm on the air talking, all of a sudden, uh, emergency alert comes across, I'm gone. It automatically disconnects everything and puts the emergency system on the air. And quite honestly, I think that some stations don't do it that way. Some stations... But you have, that's the way you have yours set up. Yeah, it's automatic. So in other words, some stations yes. will ignore the alert and see what it is and then put it on the air. There's an option in our system where it comes across, and you can see it come across. It doesn't actually go on the air. It puts it sort of like in a, in a queue, and then you can hit a button, and then it goes on the air. So, no, the, if the DJ's talking, he's talking something very important about, you know, like how, you know, uh, uh, Justin Bieber has just cut his hair, and he can't be alerted by the fact that there's a thunderstorm coming through that could damage people's houses or a tornado. You know, him talking about Justin Bieber's hair, it's more important. Then he gets done with that. Then he puts it on the air. Well, they're talking about, and it only plays once, where they're talking about have this to the point where they went, once they issue it, it just stays on for like a half an hour. And just keeps going because, you know what they say, people aren't paying attention. Well, how many times have you been in places where, like, you've been in a, a, a building or a shopping center and the, and the fire alarm system is going off and nobody's leaving? You know what I mean? <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? They're just That's like, because they all probably think it's a test. Exactly. That's the whole point. So if you run so, it for a... So basically it's going to be like an ATIS, you know, the automatic terminal information it, it's system. It's just going to go and go and go and go and go and go and go. Just the same stuff. Just repeated, 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 repeated for like yes. half an hour. And 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 the other thing is they're saying they're saying EAN, which is the official designation. They said that doesn't really resonate with most people. So why I'm going like and they're going to try to come up with a different name. I'm going like okay, these are all government dudes. <laughs> why, why? Hey hey hey. No no no. But here's what they should do instead of calling it the EAN or the EAS or the emergency action notification, whatever they're saying, it should be something that everybody's familiar with. They should call it like CYA. Okay, it's time to cover your blah, blah, blah. Yes, this is a CYA announcement. Yes, if you don't CYA, and they could say, if you don't cover your <laughs> your anal area, CYAA, that, that, that could be the government area, the government, nice. If you don't cover your anal area, you could die, and this is why. There's a tornado on the way. There's a tornado that could make your house into, into matchsticks, and if you don't cover your anal area right now, by getting down in your basement, getting in your garage, getting somewhere low to protect yourself from flying debris, your anal area could be terminated. So that's the way it should be, don't you think? CYAA? Sure. <laughs> I like the CYA, but, but the description you gave. You don't, mm. like, you don't like. Okay. Okay. It is 628. But I do like CYA. Westplex 107.1. You hear in the end of that song where she starts to laugh? Yep. You know the story behind that song? I do not. I was working at the studio that day, and I did when she was <laughs> recording course. that song. Yeah, I was working at the studio that day when she was recording, and I, you know, I didn't realize because you know there's there's a shower room because you know I don't know if you know this or not. A lot of recording studios have like places you can sleep and you know shower rooms and things like that because sometimes like people stay there to record around the clock, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Anyway, I was down the uh, the hall and I just taking a shower. And I walked back into the studio and I had my clothes on. And I walked in. I didn't realize the studio was in use. And she was recording. And she looked at me naked. And she went, ooh. That's what that laugh is about. Did you know is that? Is that what that was? <laughs> yes, that's what Shrinkage? 
<laughs> you started it. <laughs> That's what that laugh is about. Okay. It is BS <laughs> in the morning. Uh, Shelly and I have just this wonderful conversation off, off the air where uh, – I told her something, and she gives me an excuse that she can't do something. And then I go, oh, that's a bad excuse because I told you you could get in there. And then she goes, oh, I forgot about that. Right? Yes. Actually, I said, I've slept since then. Yeah, See, you... the beauty thing about me is you can have a conversation with me. Tell me your deepest, dark, deepest darkest, darkest, easy for me to say, deepest, darkest secrets. And I am a vault. Because I probably won't remember. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of those things as far as, uh, you know, and this happens all the time. I'll have a conversation with Shelly, and we'll hang up on the phone, and 10 minutes later she'll call me back, and we'll completely redo the conversation again. Yes, yes. I am I am his cross to bear. I. You know what? I think, I think that you are the perfect person to be our president. What do you think? <laughs> That was not nice. Stop it. Miss <laughs> President, Miss President, you know, uh, you know, what, you know, you know, I could ask you a question in the press conference, then I could ask you five minutes later the same question and you give me a different answer. But Miss President, five minutes ago when I asked that question, you said that, you know, it was red and now you say it's green. Well, it's changed. Five minutes. That would be Shelly, right? It's changed five minutes. Because I'm a woman and I can change my mind. <laughs> right. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. You can't use that excuse. You I'm know, a he, I'm a she her. You're a she. God. Thank you. You know, I heard somebody the other day on another radio station. Um, would I dare say it's it's station that you and I pay far with our tax dollars? That St. Louis Pubic Radio KWMU. <laughs> where, you stop where, that, where you they know. did an interview and the interviewer asked the person and now before we get started what's what are your pronouns i'm going like, oh god i'm so i'm so tired of this whole crazy weird you know thing it's like it's like okay whatever you know i mean it's to the point where where i said i said to somebody the other day and they got mad at me i said i'm transracial and they went what i go i'm transracial what do you mean you're transracial? Well, you know, like the transsexuals, you can wake up in the morning and, you know, you decide what gender you're on. And, you know, remember I had that one website that said there were, what, 242 genders or something like that? And mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning and tomorrow I may be an Eskimo. You know, Sunday I may be, you know, Asian. And Monday I might be a black person. You did that me in 23, didn't you? <laughs> well, no, but the point, but see. That, I could be German. That's a perfect example. I mean, I know people who have taken that and they're shocked. You know, they're going like, "Oh my god." I'm, you know, and like for example, I know I know someone who has who if you looked at them, you would never guess that they are like part Indian. Like and and what they what's interesting is on at least what I've heard from and what I what people have read to me is that it's like North American Indian, which you could be anything from like an an Inca warrior like down in Mexico or you could be uh like uh, uh, some kind of a tribe way up near the Arctic Circle in Canada are like a Cherokee or an Arapaho or something like that. And I've... I'm part Indian. Seriously? Yes. Really? How much? Cherokee and Creek. Are you really serious? How do you know that? Because that's what my mom told me. Well, and that's what my grandmother told me. You, 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 you. Here, uh, uh, somebody just texted me. <laughs> 
Should I read this on the air? Sure. Go take it. Maybe you're a black Eskimo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who, you? Yes. No, but but see, once again, there's getting to be a growing controversy about this. I, I, I did a lot, of, after we talked about this a couple months ago, about you know the transgender thing, because once again, they're saying that how you are identified at birth. So if you come out and you, the doctor, oh, it's a boy. You know, okay, so rest of your life you have to be a boy. They're saying that that's not correct. So why can't you do the same thing with your race? If the doctor comes out and says, oh, it's a white boy, or it's a, it's a, it's a black, black woman or black girl, why can't you say, well, I don't agree with that. I, you know, I've been I, at birth, I identified as a black female. I'm actually a white, a white, you know, a white Eskimo, or I'm a white, you know, uh, whatever, a white Indian. I, you know, I, and, and what's interesting is if you say that to someone who's in the trans uh, trans, you know, transgender thing, oh my God, they get mad. And it's like the thing, the thing we had, we talked about this. I bring this up again and I know some people roll their eyes, the Rachel Dolezal thing. You remember she was, she was the head of the NAACP in Washington state and she, you know, she identified as black and she did look black. She, she looked sort of like, if you look at a picture of her, she sort of looks like Kamala Harris. And, and in, in respect that, remember we had that, remember the, way, the one day we were on the air, we had those pictures of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden standing next to each other, and he was darker than she was? Remember that? Oh, because he tanned? Yeah, because he, it, was a black, yeah. it was a black and white picture, and he looked darker than she did. Anyway, um, Rachel Dolezal identified as black, and uh, she was ahead of the NAACP in Washington State. And somebody found her parents. I can't remember. She, I think she was like adopted or something like that. But somebody found her birth parents. And they go, she's not black. She's white. We're both white. There's no black people in our lineage. We're all white. And so they, they threw her out of the NAACP. I mean, they, you know. They, oh, they, they did? Yeah, they kicked her out. She was gone. Not only was she deposed of being the president of the NAACP, but she got kicked out of the whole organization. Well, you're not black. I go like, okay, I don't quite get that. You know, I mean, you know, once again, nowadays where, where you can say, you know, it's to the point where, I mean, like with the whole thing with the LGBTQ anon kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's to the point where like, you just say whatever you are. And like, for, for example, this morning, and you know, I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to be a trans athlete. This morning, I'm a bodybuilder. I could, I could squat 500 pounds. I could be in the Olympics. And tomorrow, I'm going to be a badminton player. I'm going to be a world-class badminton player. And then on Saturday... I can see that about you. I can see that being your sport. <laughs> then on Sunday, you can see me out there with that, <laughs> with that badminton racket. Then on Sunday, <laughs> you know, I heard, I heard a black comedian say, it was pretty funny, doing a comedy routine. And, and he was sort of talking about this, the difference between white people and black people. And he said, you'll never see black people playing badminton. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's sort of funny because badminton has sort of that, like, it's sort of like polo. It has that, like, oh, we're, we're going to go to the polo matches. You know, we're leaving Ledoux, and we're going to drive out to, to the Bushes farm out there in Defiance, and we're going to watch them play polo. Because, you know, they play polo out there from time to time. Do you know that? I did not. Yes. Matter of fact, you know how I knew that? Well, I, first off, they used to advertise it on the radio. They used to do a charity thing because this is, this is Gussie Bush 
Gussie and Haley Bush's father. And why do I know this? Because I listen to Real Talk 93.3, and they have a show in there because, once again, behind the bush, which I'm still thinking, I don't know if that's the proper name to name that show. Because there's, mm-hmm. two, there's two connotations about there. One is you're lurking behind a bush that you, when you go to your house at night and you open up the front door and a guy jumps out from behind a bush and tries to you know rob you or stuff like that, okay? The, right. The other one is we won't go into that, but we'll just leave the other connotation alone. But so his first, his first show on Real Talk 93.3, he interviews a polo player, talks about how his father was a world-class polo player. And once again, you don't see too many black guys as polo players. Nor do you see them playing badminton in their backyards. But yet, <laughs> you drive around Ladue. Matter of fact, you know, it's really funny. You drive around Ladue, and sometimes, I've had this happen. I've had people come up to me, and they go, hey, we're looking for another person. Um, you know, they'd run out in front of my car. We're looking for another person to play badminton with us. Uh, do you have a net worth of over $10 million? Oh, no, sorry. Don't. Well, okay, we'll find somebody else. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't like my... <laughs> No, I was like, oh, if you don't have a net worth of $10 million, we're moving on. Oh, okay, I, get you. I thought you wanted me to stop. I, you, oh, you thought I was getting into territory I shouldn't go into, right? Okay, it's 644. Westplex 107.1, uh, you know what? When I get off the air, uh, I'm really excited about I'm going to go down to the city. You know, it's last day of warrant forgiveness. You should be <laughs> taking um, a full briefcase, maybe a hefty. <laughs> Or it'll all be computerized, though, won't it? Uh, who knows? If you know what we're talking about, yesterday and today, uh, the city of St. Louis is ha- having Warrant Forgiveness Day, where if you have an arrest warrant out for you, and you know what's interesting, they came on, they have, they, they're running, I heard this on another radio station, they're running an ad essentially saying, we're not kidding, this is not a joke, this is not a trap, because every once in a while, I, I haven't seen it done in a while, have you ever seen that deal where... They had it like it was on TV shows where they had all these people that had arrest warrants for them, outstanding warrants, and they couldn't find them. So they sent them a thing in the mail that said, hey, you've won $10,000, and you have to come to such and such place at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning to pick up your money. You know what I'm talking about? No, but I know that years and years and years ago that um – when driving down 44 towards St. Louis from Springfield. I know exactly what you're talking about. Huh? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They um, they had like an A-frame or a piece of cardboard that said, you know, like drug traffic stop, next exit, exit now. Just beware. No, 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 no. What they did, because you're exactly right. And that was so funny because talking about entrapment, because I know the whole story behind that, because a friend of mine who at the time worked for the Highway Patrol told me the story on that. What they did was they had a sign on the interstate and they were like those A-frame signs, like sort of like the ones we have, like the, you know, broadcasting live. And they put it on the shoulder and they put a couple of them out there and they'd say, like, let's say you're coming up to exit number 235 and, and, and then the exit two miles down the road was exit 233, okay? So what they would do is they would put a sign up. They would say, drug inspection station at exit 233, okay? So (laughs) they did this on purpose because exit 235, there was nothing there. They did this on purpose. There was no gas station. There was nothing. It was just an exit. And what they would do was when people got off at exit 235, 
the exit before the quote-unquote, because there was no drug inspection station at exit 233. So people would see this and go, oh, my God, I got drugs in the car. I got to get off here because that's the, the next exit. I, you know, that's the second exit. I'm going to get off at this exit. So then they would get off at that exit, and then at the top of the exit ramp, guess who's waiting for them? Smokey, baby. Exactly, the police. And they'd go yep. like, and they'd ask him, hey, where are you going? I'm going to St. Louis. Why'd you get off here? Well, uh, I'm going to get gas. They look around, no gas stations. I was going to get something to eat. No places to eat. So why'd you get off here again? Could have been because of the fact that you saw that sign that said, <laughs> not this exit, but the next exit was the drug inspection station. So you decided to get off this exit because you got drugs in the car? Can we take a look? And I think somebody sued him over that because they said it was deceptive practices because I used to go back and forth to Springfield and I'd see that all the time. You might, Were you going back and forth to the lake, right? When you see that on 44? No, I wasn't the lake. It was back in the 90s when I was going to school in Springfield. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That would have been the same for me. It would have been yeah. like, it would have been like late 90s, early 2000s. And yes. And I'm going like, and, and I'm going like, okay. But the funny thing was, 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 you're going like, and one time I did get off at the exit that they say was the drug inspection exit, you know, and there was nobody there. I'm going like, and I, that's why I started thinking, okay, what's going on? You know, I don't quite understand. They say there's a drug inspection station at this exit. I don't see anything. That's because it was a scam. They were trying to scam. It was. It was their scam. It was entrapment. Right, right. I have my, my, my girlfriend slash attorney, the girl I dated in high school and then in college, uh, she's, I think she finally retired. Uh, she's an attorney and she's doing a lot of criminal law. And I'm telling you, this is one of the things that in the law in the United States, I think is wrong. You get pulled over and you got $35,000 in cash in your trunk. Guess what? They take it. They do. They take the money. And, you, and yes, I, I've told that I've told this to people, people go, well, they can't do that. Well, you got, oh, like, do you have like drugs in my, no, you have $35,000 in cash in the trunk in a car. No drugs, no weapons, no nothing. You're violating no law. You're con- your license plates are current. Everything is legit. You got a current driver's license. You know, the car's legally owned by you. How can they take the money? Because they say, well, anybody driving around with $35,000 in cash in the trunk is, is a criminal. Nobody drives around with cash. Once again, it's my frustration with criminalization of cash. And you know why? I, I still say this. Is this. This bothers me when I have discussions with people. And they go, that's not the case you know why they don't want they don't want cash anymore because no because the banks don't make any money off of it think about it every time oh, you swipe well, every, every time you swipe your credit card there are multiple financial institutions to get a piece of that action when you buy something and like for example what a lot of people don't realize is let's say let's say um, if you're going to go to the store and you buy something for hundred dollars I'm, I'm a retailer and I'm selling you something for hundred dollars if you come in and you give me a hundred dollars I get a hundred dollars but if you swipe your credit card, and depending upon which credit card it is, I don't get $100. I may get $98. I may get $96. You, you get a, use an American Express card. I may get $93. And so, in other words, they're deducting the people that own that credit card processing system and the credit card company, MasterCard, you know, all that. They're taking a piece of the action. So, of course, they want you to, you know, and then say, we don't take cash, cashier's check or a money order. So, guess what? You got to go to the Quickie Mart to get a, a money order. You got to go to the bank, and they charge you ten dollars for a cashier's check. Once again, the bank's making money off of that by not taking cash. By every single day, making it increasingly difficult for you to pay for things in cash. A, the banking system makes money off you, and B, the government tracks you. 
Now, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some, you know, like, oh my God, the government, they got a, they got a, you know, they got a GPS on me. By the way, you know what I'm going to buy, which I, I have to, I, I just am fascinated by. What? These new Apple AirTags. You know about these? No. Oh my God, these things are cool. Well, that's right. You have an Apple, don't you? Yes, but you, you can have one even if you don't have an Apple. I mean, you know, well, no, maybe you can't. Okay. Um, what it is, it's a small, it looks like, it almost looks like a, a, a silver dollar that got, that ate too much. You know, does that make any sense? You know what I mean? It's it's like... So it's dimensional. It's round, but it's it's like, it's not flat. It's got, it's sort of, you know, it's like, like I said, it's like a silver dollar that ate too much. It's got a big old stomach on it. You get what I'm saying? Dollar that ate too much. <laughs> well, think about it. Okay. Silver, silver dollar ate too much. It's like puffy in the middle, right? You know, just like you know, people when they eat too much, they get puffy in the middle. Anyway, um, what's amazing about it is these things can track like within like like twenty feet. So the crazy thing about it is, and of course this is Apple and their wisdom. It's now the cheapest thing you can buy at the Apple Store. They're like thirty dollars. But the problem with them is there's no way to attach them to anything. So now there's this whole secondary market. If you go on Amazon and you 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 put in like AirTag holder, there's all these companies making things that you put the AirTag in. Like for example, there's one that you could put it on like your backpack and you put the AirTag in, and then there's like a like a hole in it where you can put a keychain on it. So you can you know you know if you lose your keys all the time, uh, if you lose your if you lose your 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 you know backpack, you know your briefcase, whatever, and 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 then it tracks the thing. It tracks whatever it's attracted to all over the world. Even though you're in one certain place? Yeah. Because the way it works, it works off of other Apple devices. So I don't... Oh, really? Yes. And what's... So So what happens is it does... It's not necessarily a GPS tracker. I don't think it has GPS built into it. But what it does is it knows where it's at in relationship to cell towers and other Apple users. In other words, when you're oh, when you're oh. when you're when you're walking along like with I'm I'm somewhere with my iPhone, it's using my iPhone to track somebody else because it knows where I am at, you know, because my because it with the GPS it knows where my iPhone is, you know, but so in other words, what it's doing is it's like bluetoothing are Wi-Fiing to my phone, and it's pinging off of my phone, so they can look at that. Okay, Brad's uh, at uh, you know 270 and 70 headed west, and uh, this this you know this AirTag is in the car in front of him. Get what I'm saying? And then what it's doing is there's people all around that are being pinged as well too. That's actually pretty fascinating. And they're 30 bucks. Now the problem with them is that there's people now saying that they're going to be used for domestic abuse. That if you know that I'm married to you and you we have a falling out and I think you're you know you're catting around with another guy, I'd stick one on your car and that way I could oh I'll know where Shelly's at all the time, and you can get in trouble for doing that kind of stuff. But that's what they're concerned about because they're so accurate. I mean you know and and once again if you go in a dense area like let's say you had one you had you had one in your backpack and you were at like the Hollywood Amphitheater where there's like thousands of people around you that have that have uh you know uh, an iPhone. They could track you within like a couple of feet. You know, you could look and say, okay, that person is 42 feet from the stage, you know, in the in aisle 22. It's that accurate. Isn't that, isn't that creepy? It's very Big Brother-ish. Yeah. Okay. We got to take a break. Otherwise, the computer's going to grab me and, and make me play commercials. It's 659. Westbox 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and KSLQ, all part of BS in the Morning. BS in the Morning show is our web address. I am Shelly, she's Brad, and together we make BS, right? <laughs>
Indeed we do. Okay. I'm fascinated. I found out about this earlier this week. I'm fascinated by this guy. What's his name? Jim Donaldson called Mr. Beast. If you go to YouTube, matter of fact, if I go there right now, here, I'll look at the latest update. I'll find where he's at as far as his number of uh, number of subscribers. Let me try. And it's M-R-B-E-A-S-T altogether. Okay? He now has his latest uh, video. Is, it's, it's not that popular one. It only has 40 million views. Um, oh, here's one that he just put up. He just put up uh, 14 hours ago. It has 3.2 uh, 3.2 million views, uh, and let me see his channel. His channel has. Let me look at this. His channel has. He's done. He has 67.3 million subscribers. Okay, okay. I like the guy. He's a young guy, young entrepreneur, uh, and he started this. And he loves hamburgers, and he started this hamburger chain called Mr. Beast Burgers. But what's interesting about it is, and and I'm going to take it slow because it took me a while to understand what was going on. It's a virtual restaurant. Okay. Think about that for a minute. It's a virtual restaurant. Like when you drive up and down Highway K and you see, okay, there's a, there's a Freddy's, there's a McDonald's, there's a Hardee's. You know, you know what that is. Right. Okay. But in this respect, except for one restaurant in the country... If you drove up, like, let's say there was one, and there's supposedly one in St. Charles, but you'd never know it unless you have the app. And what they do is, if you're like a restaurant, like, let's say, uh, I'll, I'll throw a perfect example, is the Culpepper's. I think there's still Culpepper's right there at 70 and Zumble in St. Charles, isn't it? There right? is, actually. Okay. I drove by that the other day. I'm like, what? God, when, I, when I was in my B&I chapter, we used to have our, our, our um, luncheon meetings at the Culpepper's there on on uh, Highway K, not too far off of Highway 40, you know, north of Highway 40. There, I think that's the, uh, what is that, the Oak Leaf Garden, whatever is the Walnut Grill or whatever that, some some mahogany mahogany dinner or something like that, some wood. Uh, anyway, uh, they have the best steak sandwiches. They had this, like, this ribeye steak sandwich. Oh, so good. Anyway, so what you do is, if you're a restaurant and you go like, I want to be a Mr. Beast, you sign up and they send you all the menu items but yet you do not rebrand your restaurant as mr beast you're something else so what you do is you get the menu you get the ingredients you 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 buy the hamburger patties and the french fries and things like that and they tell you how to prepare it and then they have the the material they wrap it in they have stickers on it you know the various sandwiches and then people order it online and they pick it up or it's delivered so, in other words, you could be like two restaurants in one. You could be like Culpepper's, and you could also say, okay, we're a Mr. Beast location. Is it making sense to you? Absolutely. So, so the idea being is you could be a small restaurant, and you can go like, yeah, we have our own line of hamburgers and, and French fries and things like that, but we're also a Mr. Beast location. So when somebody orders something, then you go into Mr. Beast mode. You, you know, make the hamburgers the way you're supposed to be made by Mr. Beast, and you've got the, and they, they have the special foil they wrap them up with, and they have the sticker, you know, they have the, his logo, each of the hamburgers, there's like four or five different kinds of hamburgers, and they're different French fries, and, and, and the other thing is, they even sell beverages, and it's canned beverages, so in other words, it's not like in a cup or something like that, so that when you go online, and you get the Mr. Beast app, Mr. Beast Burger app, 
and you say, okay, I want a, I want a so-and-so burger, I want so-and-so french fries, and bump, 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 and then bang, that order goes to whatever the closest location is that's a Mr. Beast affiliate. And they're not, once again, it's not branded. But when they started it, they had one location. When he rolled this out in December of last year, hasn't even been around for a year yet. When they rolled it out in December of last year, okay, you ready for this? They, the first one they opened was, um, and what was it, here, here's interesting. There's, this, is, this is one of the interesting factors of this. Mr. Beast Burger became a second source of revenue for struggling restaurants during the COVID-19 pandemic. The chain featured a menu that easily suits many restaurant kitchens without the need for new equipment or training. One location outside Dallas reported earning over $7,000 on their first day serving Mr. Beast. Most of the restaurants which Mr. Beast Burger operates from are Buca by Beppo's. I never even heard of that. You've heard that B-U-C-A-D-I-B-E-P-P-O's? I never heard of that. No. Bertucci's? You ever heard of that one? B-E-R-T-U-C-C-I-S? And what did you say the first one was? Buca, B-U-C-A-D-I-B-E-P-P-O-S. Okay. But other restaurants also apply, uh, can also apply to become a Mr. Beast location. So in other words, it's virtual. Now, get this. When they opened up the first one, let me find this. This is pretty interesting. When they opened up the first one, uh, the first one was opened in Mount Wilson, North Carolina on November 10th of 2020. So not even a year ago, coming up on a year. Okay. This location, which was temporarily redecorated Burger Boy restaurant, was the only physical location of the store and still to its day is the only, in other words, it actually was branded as a Mr. Beast. They put up Mr. Beast signs and the whole bit. Now, wait to hear this. As part of the YouTube video, Donaldson advertised free food and gave away money, technology, and even a new car to patrons who lined up in the building's drive-thru. The event attracted thousands of customers, with the line reaching as far as 20 miles. <laughs> People were lined up for 20 miles in, Mount, in, in Wilson, North Carolina. <laughs> and, and talked about at one point the amount of customers was so overwhelming that an additional team of chefs was brought in to satisfy demand although police worked to control traffic the line eventually became too long to handle and at the request of the police department the line was closed <laughs> Donaldson uploaded a video of this event to his YouTube channel of December 19, 2020 where he officially announced the chain's opening with 300 locations across the United States Donaldson also announced that a portion of each order would be donated to charities helping to ensure food security worldwide okay so now there are 800 Mr. Beast locations. Now, I did this the other day, and I'm going to see if it's going to come up. I'm going to go. I'm going to go into. I'm going to go into. I'm going to just go into my search and go to Mr. Beast. See what comes up. The other day, I got a location in St. Charles, and I was trying to figure out what restaurant it was because it didn't say. It didn't say which, which restaurant it was. It just showed me a location in St. Charles, Mr. Beast Burger. Um, so what was it off of? Okay, here it shows one. It shows it shows Mr. Beast Burger, and it shows it looks like it's somewhere, somewhere in the in the Midtown area, somewhere in like the Central West End. It looks like it's off of 64, somewhere near. No, this one's sort of. Okay, I'm trying to figure out. It shows there's 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 two of them that show up. Miss Mr. Beast Burger delivery rest restaurant delivery and restaurant delivery restaurants. It's rest. This one's restaurant only, but it doesn't say what it, which one it is. Uh, there's a there's a this is interesting because you don't know where it's coming from um so sm- it's a secret well i guess here let me let me I, I swear i saw one the other day there's two of them that show up one of them that shows someplace in the central west end one of them that shows up someplace looks like wash ave 
Washav somewhere. Looks like it might be might be somewhere near the city museum, sort of looks like, on this Google map. So let me go in Mr. Beast Burger, and let me put in, because I saw one the other day that when I did this, St. Charles, okay? Um, it shows, once again, it shows someplace along West Clay. That means it's in somebody's house. No, 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 it has to be a restaurant. And, and here, where, and let me, here, there's it is is Mr. Beast Burger in St. Louis. Let me click on that. Um, here's here's one that shows up 1601 South Lindbergh Boulevard, St. Louis. Mr. Beast Burger delivery menu, St. Louis, but it doesn't say what restaurant it comes from. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? Very. A virtual restaurant. I mean, you can't like when you're driving up and down. You know, if you go to this shows on the addresses on. Um, 1601 South Lindbergh, which would put it somewhere. I'm trying to think if I know my numbers on Lindbergh real well. I think that would be in the Sunset Hills area somewhere. Um, it might even be. It might even be in in. It can't be in Kirkwood because that would be in Kirkwood. Sunset Road. Hills is a lot different than St. Charles, my friend. No, no. But what I'm saying is, depending upon what you click on, there's multiple restaurants in the St. Louis area that are Mr. Beast. Here we go, Mr. Beast. Here's one right here, Mr. Beast Burger, St. Charles, Missouri. You click on this one, and it shows... Oh, no, this one actually gives an address. 3020 West Clay. What's at 3020 West Clay? That's over by Raymond. Is it really? Yep. Okay, and it says... Um, so it shows 3020 West Clay, and what's interesting is they have an 800 number. So obviously you're not calling the restaurant, and it's delivery only. So i got to look at this. 3010... Let me go Google Maps. 3010 West Clay. This is the one I saw the other day when I was reading about this. I thought to myself, where in the world is this? 3010, what is it? 3010 West Clay, is that what I said? 3010 West Clay. I thought it was 3020, but I could be wrong. Hey, let me go back. 3010 West Clay. Okay. Oh, okay, uh, my bad. Charles. Sorry. Okay. okay, let me put this in. 30, somebody's already got this. Somebody's probably dinging me. Oh, I know where that's at. 30, 3010. It's probably zero, by Fuzzies. 010. West Clay in St. Charles. You know what? You're, you're not going to believe this. You know what it shows? What? I'm pretty sure it shows. You know, I was talking about this earlier. I think it, I'm pretty sure it shows Culpepper's. Remember I said it, Culpepper's? Yes. It is Culpepper's. Yeah, it's Culpepper's. Really? It shows, yeah, 3010 West Clay Street. Well, I'm Street. glad something's keeping them open. Right, yeah, it shows Culpepper's. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, you know, right there on the, it would be the northeast, the north, excuse me, northwest corner of 70 and Zumble. So right. It, it, and sort of on the other side of uh, Zumble from, from the Lowe's store and uh, on the other side of Interstate 70, on the north side of Interstate 70, across from where the, the Deerbergs is and the place like that. So it shows that, that, that they're doing the Mr. Beast Burger. And I haven't talked about that, Culpepper's. So I, I thought I thought to myself, this is fascinating because of the fact that, once again, for years, if you're going to open a restaurant, what do you need? A, good location. B, signage. C, good food. B, parking lot, right? With this, you don't need any of that. You don't need a sign. And a good bathroom. Well, you don't need a good location. You don't need signage. You could have a you know bad location, and you could be a Mr. Beast. Now, I'm curious as to what the split is. In other words, if a Mr. Beast burger is 10 bucks, I wonder how much the restaurant gets. Because the problem with, if you're hearing right now, the problem that if you talk to restaurant people, 
the problem with Grubhub and and DoorDash and people and companies like that is they take such a percentage of of the sale that it's almost to the point where some of the restaurants are barely making any money. I've heard some of the restaurants lose money every time they have an order that comes in in Grubhub or DoorDash. And I'm going to tell you something. You're not going not to believe me when I tell you this. I have never used any of those services. Have you ever used any of them? DoorDash, Grubhub? I have. And I am a, a fanatic about Instacart. So, but but that's 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 Schnooks. Isn't Schnooks Instacart? It's, it's anything. It's Schnooks, Costco, Sam's, Aldi's, um, so, Hallmark, Walgreens, CVS. Okay, maybe I'm old school still, but I still like walking in a store. And, and not only no. that. I, I mean, seriously, when it says, oh, you've saved nine hours shopping, I'm like, yes, I have. Send cart. Yeah, but 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 see, send it. No, no. According but, to Caleb Hunter, okay, send it. Okay, but does he did he just text you that? Send it. No, that's what he says. Send it. Get her done. Okay, but here's my point. I think this is bad for society. You know why? Less inter integrate. Mm, exactly. Less interaction. Interaction. Right. 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 The whole thing with this COVID nineteen thing. You gotta. Tuck yourself away in your house. You know, now the companies are having this situation where I mean, we have the, the spike come back, but some of the companies are saying, we have to have you back in our office. People go, I don't want to go back to the office. Okay, wimp. You know, I mean, like, you know, I mean, and what's interesting about it is, what does that show you about our economy? Nobody makes anything anymore. Because if you work at, at General Motors out there in Wentzville, you can't work from home because you can't assemble a pickup truck from your living room. Get what I'm saying? You got to be yes. there in the plant. You got to be in the plant, and all the all the physical plants in the St. Louis area that make things like uh, like the company who is you're always talking about. What's the one that makes all the the home care products? Reckitt is that where that's out in uh, what St. Peter's or something like that? You know what I'm talking about? You talk about that all the time, isn't it? Reckitt? No, Norwex. No, no. Is it's I think the company's called Reckitt. Rec. They make like they make like all sorts of household products like you know drain cleaners and stuff like that oh wreck it benheiser yes 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 that's out yes in, that's rb a, right that's out they're in, huge in st peter right that's what i'm saying if you work at and that, if you, and they're actually hiring so if you would like to uh if you would like to start a new career in warehouse fulfillment or working on the line you could contact scott setzer at manpower right he can take care of you but the idea being that you can't do that job from your house. You have to get in a car. You have to drive to that location. You have to physically work on the assembly line, the, you know, the production line, the packaging line, whatever. You have to be there physically, okay? And you have yes. interaction with people. Matter of fact, I don't know if you heard it. We have a new advertiser on the radio as of today. Who's that? And it's somebody that knows Caleb. Who's that? Because they have some of his graduates. Uh, some of the graduates of this place work now for Caleb. Huh. It's called American Trade School. And their two primary things they teach right now are HVAC and electrical. And they also teach welding as well, too. And matter of fact, it's interesting because That's I... That's a lost art, welding. Well, tell me about it. They can't find welders. They can't... Talk to Caleb. What's Caleb complaining about all the time? He can't find electricians, right? Yes. I mean... And people who want to work uh, hard excuse me, large, like, boring equipment. 
Well, yeah, construction. You can't equipment. find those, and he trains and pays. Right, and 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 some of the HVAC guys. I don't know about like electricians, but I know I, some of the, I know come a couple of the guys that own HVAC companies. You know what we're talking about? HVAC, which is heating, ventilation, ventilation, and air conditioning. Essentially, you know, your furnace in your basement, that kind of stuff. There's guys making six figures as techs. You know, you know, and once again, is it easy work? No, it's hard work. Most of the time, you know, you, you're you're schlepping, you know, old, uh, you know, old, old, crappy old units out of people's basements and working, you know, because think about it. When does your air conditioner go out? When it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> when does your furnace? Pretty much. When does your furnace go out? Your furnace, your, your your heater goes out when it's zero. So you're working outside, you know, working on a, a condenser coil, you know, at a hundred degrees, and you're sweating, but yet you're making good money. And so anyway, American Trade School is over in St. Anne. Matter of fact, they're in the old Vatterot College building right off the Rock Road. And primarily they teach HVAC, electrical, and welding. And what's really cool is when you think, and I think it's interesting, this is like when you think electrician, back in the old days, you know, electrician, what did he do? He came out and put a fuse box in your basement and he put it in a switch and he put in an outlets. So you could plug in your, your, you know, your TV and he put in a big outlet so you could plug in your, your electric range or your electric dryer. They've got a whole room set up where they teach the guys how to install security systems and, and surveillance systems with cameras and things like that. He took me around. I'm going like, wow, this is cool. You know, and, it, you know, and then, they, and then it, what's really interesting is he recorded his, he had one of the, the people there at the place record the commercials. If you hear them on the air, they've got their own recording studio. That's impressive. Yeah, honest to God. Because yeah. you know how you and I sometimes when someone says, I'll send you my ad and I'll record my ad and send it to you. And it sounds like they're recorded on their like their 35-year-old realistic cassette deck. You know, it's like, got like hiss. And it sounds like they're like in a you know, tunnel somewhere. Hey, okay, that's right. Okay, here's what I'm like that. So I said, I said, go ahead and send me the ads and I'll take a listen and make sure they sound okay. He sends me the ads. I'm blown away. I'm going like, damn, these sound good. And this person who's doing them is really good. And I mean, I didn't do anything to him. Sometimes we have to do all sorts of little artsy fartsy things to the, you know, to the spots. You know what I'm talking about? We have to compress them and we have to equalize them. We have to take noise out and stuff like that. All sorts of diff- different filters we use. These ones were like right out of the box. Perfect. Anyway, cool place, American Trade School. And once again, if you enjoy working with your hands, and especially you ladies out there, there are tons of positions open for women. You're not saying anything on that? I'm sorry, I was reading something. What'd you say? <laughs> Never mind. What'd you say? Tell me. I said there's tons of positions open for women. What does Caleb yes, talk about? everywhere. What does Caleb talk about? He needs he needs people, and and he'd love to have more women. It, it wouldn't bother him a bit, right? Right. He's you know he's he's a cool dude. He gets it. You know you he know. is a very cool dude. Matter of fact, matter of fact, he is. I don't know if you know this or not. Do you know that he's a huge, huge, huge fan of Joe Biden? Did you know that? Mm-mm. And you know every time a woman applies for a job, Caleb has this little button on his desk. And this little thing comes out of his desk. He has all, you know, like, remember one of those easy buttons? You'd hit, he, Caleb has the women button. And here's his, when he hits the women button, this is what it says. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. That's the Caleb button on his desk. So when a woman, come, woman comes in to apply for a job, he just, he just, you know, he looks at him and says, you know, I'm glad you're here because you know why? 
because what? there's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. That's what he does. That's what he does. <laughs> Seven twenty-five. You think he'll cancel his advertising after that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to. No, comp- Caleb I'm- is a part of the family. Extreme Electrical is a part of the family. I'm trying to. Uh, uh, I'm trying to, you know, compliment him because he's an open-minded kind of guy. You know, let's- he's very progressive. Let's- as as are the other um, the Goffs. They're very progressive. They're very. Um, their culture at their office, both both Salt River and Extreme Electrical, is just well, phenomenal. Let's face it, in the physical world, construction, um, you know, craft, trades, whatever you want to call it, there's still a bias. Not everybody, but there are some companies that still have a bias against women. Am I making that up? That is true, but they are not one of them. I get it, and they're very progressive. And once yes, again, they are because Caleb has that button on his desk. I need to play it one more time. <laughs> yeah, be, because I'm sure nobody got it. Okay, there's they not a heard that single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single. I was thing. being facetious. Well, you told me. He's got that button right in his desk. Okay, it's 7.26. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. Web address, what's the address for uh, the uh, BS in the Morning show address, Shelly? BSintheMorning.show. Man, that was tough. How'd you remember that? I'm quick like that, Brad. The uh, Grand Poopa has been busy. He's been sort of uh, not... Has he? I was wondering. Yeah, he's he's got a new post up. If you want to look at the uh, RadioPoop.com, R-A-D-I-O-P-O-O-P, RadioPoop.com. It's the new post. It's about, it's sort of, you know, and what's interesting is I get people asking me about this who aren't really even interested in the radio business. I had somebody the other day say, okay, why are there now four conservative talk stations? I go, it's interesting you shall ask uh, because uh, I'm going to do a four-part series on the four different new talk stations, which some of them already had some fallout already, but that's a whole other story. They've already had people that were like big stars already quit which is really sort of fascinating. Uh, anyway, um, it's called, and then there were four. It's on the new post on the radio, uh, radiopoop.com website. And uh, once again, it's by none other than the Grand Poopa. And matter of fact, if you want to make a, co- a comment, you can call the Grand Poopa at 636-400-POOP. That's 636-400-POOP. Okay. I am going to make a phone call here, and I bet you any money this person does not answer. But I'm going to try it anyway. And, um, you know, even from the respect that, like, I can say, well, I tried to call you. You wouldn't answer. Okay, here we go. And if the person does answer, it's going to be interesting. Okay. Hold on. One ringy dingy. And I'm, no, I'm not calling my daughter. So. <laughs> Are you calling mine? No, not calling yours either. She won't talk to okay. me either. telling you I don't think he's going to answer hey this is Brian and um, nope not going to answer okay that was Brian Nieves he's on the air no he's not because he's now doing afternoons at Tracy's place because the afternoon show which was a guy and a gal Mm -hmm. they quit they're gone. The happy hour is got sad and they left. And the interesting thing about it is <laughs> should should I even talk about this? This is this is sort of bizarre. 
That, What's that? Well, the lady who who was uh, this is we're talking about Tracy Ellis's new station, Real Talk ninety three three, and she goes, you know, she's promoting this for months. I got this great new radio station, and it's gonna have it's great people on it. And the guy's name is Sonny something or other, and then Deanna Lorraine. Okay, so I'm looking up Deanna Lorraine, and I go on Wikipedia. And I go to Deanna Lorraine, and she has a very interesting background. But, of course, she's not there anymore because supposedly she quit. Um, mm-hmm. I think she was there, what, two weeks? Um, and, but that's the radio business. <laughs> I told you about <laughs> We had a guy years ago when I worked at the old, the old KSLQ. <laughs> they hired him on a Monday. Any guy fired on Wednesday. <laughs> but that was a whole other story. Okay, so I look up the name Deanna Lorraine on the internet because she's young lady very attractive lady Harvard on the air you know very you know very very good presentation excellent voice you know very good communicator and I was impressed you know where she came from no San Francisco okay and and last year in December of 2020 she ran for Congress as a Republican and guess who she ran against who Nancy Pelosi I'm sorry, what? She ran against Nancy Pelosi. For? Congress. Nancy Pelosi is from her, she lives in San Francisco. And, and uh, you know, once again, San Francisco was like 89.999%, you know, Democratic. So this Lorraine, Deanne Lorraine, went a- and decided she was going to take on Nancy Pelosi. And she ran against Nancy Pelosi as a Republican. That would be like me deciding I wanted to be the next Miss America. It ain't going to happen. You know, I'm old. I'm a dude. Of course, that that can't stop me anymore. You know, because of the fact that I can just say, well, I'm not a, I'm not a man. I'm a woman today. I'm a, I'm a woman who wants to be the next mixed America. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. So we, and anyway, she runs against Nancy Pelosi. Then she ends up in Texas. Not exactly sure how she ended up in Texas. Matter of fact, it said here she got. Let me see. Uh, this is a website called Ballotopia. Um, ran, she ran a Republican, ran for election to the U.S. House, representing California's 12th district. Um, and she, oh, she lost in the primary on March 3rd, 2020. Lor, uh, Lorraine's 2020 congressional campaign website described her as YouTube host, conservative political commentator, author of the book, Making Love Great Again, and host of her show, Winning the, uh, the Culture War. Uh, her professional experience includes working as a self-employed life and relationship coach and as a manager in marketing and public relations. She has a BA from California State University, Chico. Okay? So here's what's interesting is her name shows up, and this guy by the name of Omar Novero shows up. And he was born in 1998, excuse me, yeah, 19, excuse me, 1989. He's a perennial candidate for the seat of California's 43rd Congressional District against longtime Democrat Maxine Waters. He's so. In other words, they're they're a pair. You know, she's running against uh, Nancy Pelosi, which is almost impossible, and he's running against Maxine Waters for the congressional seats in 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 um, in California. So, I then you know this is Wikipedia. They have all the little subcategories. You know, you click the button and it it opens it up. You know what I'm talking about? I do. <laughs> he's got a category under. Criminal history and controversies. Okay, okay, I got to read this, and I'm going like, why are they connected? Why, why if I type in Deanne Lorraine, why does Omar Navarro come up? Okay, so get this. 
In 2017, while he was volunteer for the Torrance Traffic Commission, Navarro was involved in the pepper spraying of a child at a pro-sanctuary cities event in Cudahy, California. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on to say, Navarro was convicted for attaching an electronic tracking device to his wife's car on February 14, 2016. He pleaded guilty to the misdemeanor charge in Orange County and was sentenced to a day in jail and 18 months probation. And then it gets better. It gets better. Navarro was found guilty only two weeks but before. wait, there's more. <laughs> anyway, Navarro released a fraudulent letter on his Twitter account that indicated Maxine Waters wanted to resettle tens of thousands of refugees in the Los Angeles district. Turned out the, the, the letter was, 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 was fake. Okay, here's where she comes in. On August 1st, 2019, a restraining order was issued against Navarro for five years for his former girlfriend, conservative activist Deanna Lorraine, and it shows her name. Her actual name is Deanna Lorraine Tesorio, T-E-S-O-R-I-O-I-O, who is, a, who is publicly known as Deanna Lorraine. In the ruling, the judge cited Navarro's harassing and stalking behavior towards, towards uh, they use her last name, Tesorosario. This is Navarro's second restraining order against a former partner in two years, as one was previously issued in 2017 for his ex-wife. Now get this. So we've got a restraining order that's out on August 1st, 2019. On December 7th, 2019, he attempted to meet with Lorraine and was charged with stalking criminal threats, attempted extortion, and violating restraining order. On December 12th, 2019, he was remanded into custody on a further seven charges by San Francisco County Superior Court Judge Suzanne Bolanas for being a threat to public safety, and he was ordered to undergo psychiatric evaluation. He pleaded guilty one charge and served six months in prison. Yeah, I was a... (laughs) I'm going like, this is bizarre. She's got a weirdo ex-boyfriend who's a stalker. She's from California. And now she's she's supposedly from Texas. And now she's not even in, she was on Tracy's station. And supposedly now she's gone. I'm going like, man, is this weird or what? It was pretty weird. And you think I got skeletons in my closet, right? (laughs) Everybody has skeletons in their closet. You know, I, I will never understand, as long as I live, I will never understand these dudes that stalk women. I mean, first off, it's creepy. Second off, it's creepy. Third off, it's creepy. Fourth off, it's like, dude, are you that so so hard up that there's only one woman in the world? Guess what? If you look at the population statistics, which just came out, you know, uh, you know with the census, in almost every county, there's more women than men, which means if you got, you know, if there's more women than men, you got a better chance. And especially if you move to certain cities, do you know that? Like if you move to like Nashville, the ratio is even higher. Supposedly Nashville is like 60% women and 40% men now. Do you know that? So you're saying that it's a target-rich environment well, for you. Well, once again, I mean, you know, I get it that, you know, you fall in love with someone. But, you know, I have had friends of mine, and I'll call them former friends, who have gotten in trouble doing this. And they're all dudes. Now, occasionally you hear of a crazy weird woman that stalks a guy. But let's be honest, most of the time, the stalking is the dude stalking the dudette, correct? Yes. And once again, it's one of those weird things where why are men wired that way? Why are they wired to the point where if some woman says, I want nothing to do with you, why do they show up on their doorstep? And why do they, you know, follow them to work? And why do they, you know, put, you know, flowers on their doorstep every day for, you know, four years? And why do they send them, you know, uh, boxes of chocolate, you know, every every day and, you know, and, and bouquets of flowers to their office, you know? I mean, once again, if a woman says, hey, dude, hit the road, I'm not interested, you know, What's the, <laughs> no means no, right? 
It does. Anyway, I thought it was sort of interesting because this is what's going on. Anyway, Brian Nieves is now doing the afternoon show. And I have to tell you, one of my alumni, I hired Brian, I think in 2010, at the old The Mouth. Brian is an incredible talk show host. He's the best guy. You've told me that. You've said that over and over throughout the years. He is. And you know what's crazy about it is? You know how I hired him? He was at the time he was a state rep, and he was always on 97.1. He was always calling into. Matter of fact, he was calling into Jamie Allman. Hey, we're talking to Brian, to Brian Nieves, who is from you know Franklin County, and Brian, you know Brian, 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 Brian. So I got his phone number because he used to advertise on our station every year when he ran for office. He always came in, bought advertising with us. He was always a nice guy. I met him four times, literally. He came in four different times when he was running for state rep, and walked in the door, came into the studio. Asked me how much advertising was. I put together a proposal for him. He wrote me a check. He re-recorded the ad. Out he went. And that was my exposure to Brian Nieves. So he's on, like every other day, I'm hearing him on 97.1. So one day, I got his phone number. I call him up. I go, Brian, I'm always hearing you in 97.1. Why don't you come over and, and do mornings on my radio station? Well, I've never done a radio show before. Uh, you'd be great. Trust me. So he's going like, Cause you, are you kidding me? Is this like a prank? No. Come on the air. Come on the air. So he showed up at the station on a Wednesday. True story. And he goes, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do radio. I've never done radio before. And he says, can I bring my, my, my guy who is my assistant, Dave Bailey, who ultimately when, when Brian became a state senator, Dave was his chief of staff. I go, bring in Dave. Dave, you know, Dave's a good guy. Dave, I think, was retired at the time, worked at the Chrysler plant, was a shop steward there. I mean, super nice guy. Once again, two really good guys. So he said, well, I don't want to screw up in the air. I've never done this before. I go, here's what I'll do. You come on the air tomorrow and Friday. So it was a Wednesday. I said, you come on the air tomorrow and Friday and we won't promote it. The only people that know you're going to be on the air are people that you tell. So if you want to tell, you know, certain people, you want to tell your wife and your kids, hey, I'm going to be on the radio. I'm going to do a two-hour talk show. That's fine. So he came in on Thursday morning and he's a little bit nervous and I go, okay, knock him dead. And he went on the air and he kicked butt. And he came, I heard that. And he came back on the air on Friday. So, and I said, okay, you know, and he, I said, you're back for a second day? Yeah, I sort of like that. So we, I said, okay, when you get off the air on Friday, we'll hammer out a deal. So we got off the air on Friday, and he said, you know, I like this. I think I like doing this radio stuff. I said, okay, fine. You're the new morning guy. And the Monday afterwards, it was the Brian Nieves show. And that's how it started. And God, he was good. He was, oh, he was so good. Because first off, the guy can talk. Second off, you know, you may not like him. You may not like his political viewpoint, but he is sort of like the Rush Limbaugh type where he's not mean and snarky. He's funny. He says funny things. He, you know, he'll, he'll say interesting things because the worst problem, you know this is, you can have a conversation with somebody and they're, you know, very nice and they're funny and then you put a microphone in front of your face and what happens, Shelly? You know this. I do. Thank you for bringing that up. And what happens? Um, nothing comes out. Right. Or either they start talking like this. Well, thank you, Shelly. Yes, I'm Jim Bob Jones, and you should come buy my hamburgers. They're the best hamburgers around. And then you turn the microphone off, and they go, hey, how was that? Did, did I sound okay? Did I sound like... No, you sounded like a robot. Sound like... So what <laughs> happened when when we first started the show? When you and I first started the show? Uh-huh. Your daughter got mad at me. That's what happened. Well, that's because <laughs> you were being snarky. But no, <laughs> how did I... Um come out of the gate you did very good but no, you, you didn't you're like shelly 
This is radio. They can't see you. You have to talk. But see, the interesting thing about radio, it's like being an actor. Okay, it looks easy to be yourself on stage, on front of a camera, with a microphone on you, whatever. It's hard. It's not easy. It really is. I was like, ah. And there are certain people in this world, and Brian Nevis is one of them. He's a natural talent. You yeah, stick see, a microphone in front of him, and away <laughs> he goes. So so I think he's going to do well on Tracy Station. To me, to me, he's like, he he should be the guy that should be on, he's the guy should be on Afternoons and Camo X. Shouldn't be Dave Glover, should be Brian Nieves. Brian Nieves would be much better on the air than Dave Glover. And he's nice to you. Brian is? Mm-hmm. No, he's actually a jerk to me, but that's part of our relationship. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have malice. No, no, he, he. But he's one of those guys. He's like, he's like, he's like. It reminds me of like Randy Bluestone from Country Club Car Wash. Yeah. The better romance. The better relationship you have with someone, the more crap you can give them. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, it's like if you, you must like me a lot. Then. No, no, no. It's like going to. It's like if you've ever been invited to somebody's house and you know nobody, and it's like, it's like the the aunts and the uncles and the cousins are all there. And they start snarping at each other. You know what I'm telling? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. They start making fun of you know, and it's going <laughs> right, right, chirp, 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 right. Blah 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 blah. It's blah. because they love each other, right? It's because they have that relationship that now some of it may be snarky at times, but they have that relationship that they have a comfort level with those people that they can say like, "Hey, you know what? Those pants they don't look good good on you." You know what I mean? You know, you can say stuff like that, right? What do you mean that it looked good to me? Hey, what are those pants you wore in high school? I think you put on a few pants since then. You need to get a little bit of bigger pair of pants. You know what I mean? Things oh, like that. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you hear that I kind do. hear that kind of stuff at like at family reunions and things like that. You know, you go into some place where you're the you're the outsider and everybody else is talking about like, well, remember last week when Uncle Joe fell down the steps? <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I have four people in my family, Brad. Well, Five. Well. Six, counting myself. You got... You, oh, look, it's 749. You're doing better than me. <laughs> it is dwindling. Yeah, my people talk to me. Yeah, okay. 749. West Plus 107.1 AM 1350 Crap and KSOQ. It's the Trimalcast, and we, all three of those together, make BS in the morning dot show. You know what I didn't talk about? I had on my list of people to talk about. Who's that? Garth, me? Garth Brooks. What about him? I found this video the other day. I was, you know, scrolling through things, and I found this video of him. Matter of fact, it was a uh, part of a TV show from 1992. It was a special called This is Garth Brooks, and he's featured in a concert in Dallas, Texas. If you want to see something, watch this video. Now you know why the guy became this huge, incredible performer. Do you remember the original Garth Brooks concerts? I do not. Do you know he... Actually, that's not true. I do. You know he did? And you watch You watch this video. I mean, you watch this video. It's up on my Facebook page. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can still find it. It's probably way down there now because uh, I put it up earlier this week. And I'm trying to see what... Let me see what I can find. If you search this, it's called... Where is it? Uh, by the way, you heard Kanye West is changing his name <laughs> to Yay. No, he is not. Honest to God, here this here's the story. That's it, so silly. Here's here's the here's the story out of Forbes. Okay, Forbes doesn't print garbage. Okay, 
The billionaire rapper and fashion designer will officially be known as Ye, or Ye, Y-E, a move that could boost his reputation and pad his bottom line. That's the intro to the story. He's Because it's Kanye, you know, Con, K-A-N-Y-E, Ye, so he's just going to be known by Ye, Y-E. That's his name. He's not going to have a first name, a last name, or a middle name. He's just going to be Ye. That's his new name. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Uh, Kanye. It's just going to be, that's, his name's going to be Ye. Okay. The video is called Garth Brooks Ain't Going Down 1992 Dallas, Texas. This is Garth Concert. And it's a YouTube video and it's got a gazillion views. And he does Ain't Going Down. And it's an incredible version of this. And the reason he got very popular, because remember back in the day, country western artists, you stood up in front of the stage and it was a bunch, bunch of boys on stage picking and grinning. And they were playing their banjo and their fiddle and their guitars, and there was a drummer and there was a slide guitar, and that was a country music concert. At one point, first off, the, the, I'm thinking to myself, God, this would have been a concert to go see. I don't know if you remember this or not. He had this system rigged up where he flew over the audience. You know what I'm talking about? He flew over the audience? Watch the video. It's incredible. He goes about a halfway through the song, and it's interesting the way they stage this, a bunch of musicians all coming to the right, you know, stage right. They're all on the stage right, and they're playing. And Garth is sort of like off camera. And there's, you know, like guitar player, and there's a couple, the guy playing harmonica, and the cam- camera zooms in on him. So Garth is, in, this is like a third of the way through the song. So Garth is on the stage to the left, and his the light, the spotlight on him is turned out because he's hooking himself up to a harness. And then the camera zooms out, the spotlight hits Garth, and he's picked up off the stage, and he flies over the crowd, like 50, 60, 70 feet over the crowd, goes all the way back to the back of the, it looks like they're in a, I think they're in the old Dallas Cowboys football stadium. He flies all the way to the back of the audience where he's like grinning and pe- and he's singing because he's got his wireless microphone with his headset on, the whole bit. And then he comes back on the stage and then he does a couple of flips on the harness where he's like 40, 50 feet above the ground. They lower him back down the stage, and he finishes the song. It's incredible. I'm going like, I forgot about this because that was the thing he was known for. He would fly. Sometimes he had like a big rope, like you go down to the lake, and there was like a, you know. I thought he was known for tight black jeans. That too. And you should see him. He looks he looks damn good. I mean, he's he's slim and trim in, in this, you know, now he's not so slim and trim anymore. You know, we all get that way. I get it. But, I mean, he's got tight jeans. He's got this shirt on that looks like a big flame. He's got a big old black, black cowboy hat. And it's incredible because He's in the entire thing. He's got a big smile on his face. He's just radiating energy from him. I'm going like, damn, I get why this guy got so big. You know, first off, he's he's a talented performer. Second off, he's extremely a, talented. He's a showman. And third off, he's just got that that it factor. You know what I mean? He's just like one of these people. Like, wow, that guy's got it. You know? And you can't put your finger on it. Anyway, watch the video and tell me what you think. We'll be, we'll be back. I'll tell you what, that's your homework for the weekend? What's that? <laughs> watch the video. Think you can do I that over the weekend? I will watch the video, oh. sir. Okay, we're done. I got to get out of here. Otherwise, the computer's going to grab me by the neck and won't let me talk anymore. You ready? <laughs> this kind of sounds like me. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace. Seven, I fly. 759.